Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the BT Powerhouse podcast. This is number 57. We we are in March. We're in March madness here. Uh, Sunday night, the, the NCAA tournament bracket came out for 2016. Um, in a, in a painful, <laughs> painful two-hour Selection Sunday edition for, for CBS. But nonetheless, the bracket's out. The Big Ten ultimately gets get seven teams into the field. It's it's a big day for the conference. We'll we'll kind of get into where we think that fits later in the show. Um, but earlier over the weekend, you know, the Big Ten tournament wraps up. Big Ten has a big selection Sunday, so a crazy time in college hoops. Uh, and, and as well, they got one team into the NIT. I, I should mention the Ohio State Buckeyes as well there. Um, but before we get into the March Madness stuff, I do want to hit on the Big Ten tournament for a little bit. Obviously, a, a big thing for all for all the teams involved. To help chat about that, we have Adam Biggers from today's Yuan. Uh, Adam, how's it going? I'm doing well, Thomas. Uh, thanks for having me tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining on the short notice. <laughs> we appreciate it. But uh, but let let's jump right into it here. Uh, Adam, you were in Indy for for the Big Ten tournament. Uh, what were your your big reactions uh, from the weekend? Well, I was I was looking forward to seeing a uh, Wisconsin and Maryland matchup. That didn't happen because Nebraska decided to play a good game. Um, I think really one one of the things that left the, the biggest impression on me was a uh, Derek Walton uh, interview of Cam Chapman uh, after uh, Cam hit that three against Indiana. The the locker room you could you could really uh, sense it with those guys. You know the the Wolverines have been through a lot this season. Uh, that win against Indiana, not only, uh, you know, in the Big Ten tournament, uh, but it, I think it, I think it does something for them. I, I really do. And just, uh, you know, getting two in, in Indianapolis, I thought was, was would be enough to get them into the tournament, and and they're in the play-in versus Tulsa. So, I think Michigan's got to be happy uh, with the way things have have kind of swung in the, in their direction. I thought Purdue played very well. I think Purdue is going to be a hell of a matchup for anybody come uh come tournament time. Uh AJ Hammonds and Vince Edwards in particular, I thought those two were were uh, very good. Uh, Rafael Davis had his moments of, of defense and you know as we all know he's a really good defender. So and I think you know with Michigan State, uh Spartans not not the cleanest game against Purdue and uh, Denzel Valentine, you know, even talked about it. He was a little bit out of control, just kind of trying to do everything out there. I know the end result, you know, they want to win, but if, the, if anything that Purdue game shows, Michigan State maybe tighten up a little bit. But at the same time, Thomas, these guys are are playing, you know, a very good basketball and big, big time. I think with Indiana. Uh, Purdue, I think Maryland's got a shot, even though it's in a tough uh, bracket in the South. If they if they can manage to get past Kansas, you know, if they were to meet up in the Sweet 16, that that would be that would be something too. So I I think there's a few teams in the Big Ten that are that are definitely capable of doing something 
uh, this this time of year. Yeah, certainly. I I wouldn't have any any disagreement there. Um, but before we get into kind of the NCAA teams, the the top teams on the uh, the conference, let, let's talk a little bit about the first day and the and the second day of the tournament. Uh, you know, first day Illinois, Nebraska, they moved past. You know, to be frank, pretty pretty terrible Minnesota and Rutgers teams. Uh, they go in. Most people are picking it against them, but they both pull off the upsets. Uh, Illinois beats Iowa, and then uh, Nebraska upsets Wisconsin, as you mentioned. Um, wh- what did you see out of those teams? Do you think it's a sign of things to come, or do you think it was just you know a lucky draw, so to speak? You know, Iowa's kind of been reeling. You know, maybe Wisconsin was looking ahead. Uh, any big reactions to those upsets? You know, I, I was really impressed with the way Illinois played. I thought uh, you mentioned, you know, the big win, I think by like 20, 20 some points, 25, 27 points, something like that over Minnesota for the Illini. Jalen Coleman Lance played very well those two games, uh, 13 and 17, I believe. And I, I think if you're Illinois, you, you know, we, we talk about Michigan that had difficulties, you know, with injuries and then kind of gone through the ringer. Uh, don't forget about Illinois. Illinois has had some similar problems, and and if anything, maybe even magnified to a degree. So I thought for uh, Illinois and obviously growth, he just had that vote of confidence from uh, his athletic director Josh Whitman. So I I, I think if you're Illinois, you got to at least feel good. You showed up in Indianapolis. Um, yeah, you got you got uh you know annihilated by Purdue, but Purdue is a massive matchup problem for everyone. Uh, but at, at the same time, I think you have to feel good about those two wins, and and it's it's gonna kind of have some ripple effect that I assume going through the off season and the recruits seeing that that hey, maybe there's a little bit of stability. They were able to finish the season on a high note and and get all the pieces back together, and you know I mean to Tracy Abrams who hasn't played in like two years, and you know get get everybody going back. I I think uh, again if you're if you're an Illinois fan or if you're um, you got to feel good if, if you're just, you know, kind of wanting to know what Illinois might do. A healthy team with an improved Jalen, uh, Jamin Coleman lands is, might do something next year. You know, we might, we might see them uh, able to compete more with the top half of the league this year. I think Nebraska just got hot. As I think you said it, uh, you know, pretty well. Maybe Wisconsin was looking ahead. Because let's not forget the Badgers uh, entered uh, this past week as, as one of the hottest teams in the Big Ten. And there's, there's always a, something about Wisconsin basketball that I like, and, and this year I can't pinpoint it. I do, you know, I, I really like Koenig's game, and I, and I really like Ethan Happ as well, except for the way that he shoots free throws. But other than that, I think that there's a lot <laughs> to like about Wisconsin. So yeah, that first day, was it, it showed that basically what, what you want a team to show in, the, in those games. Who wants it? You know, it's uh, kind of the, essentially the plan. So earn your way to compete with the rest of the better teams in the Big Ten, and, and I think Illinois at least did that. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I, I just want to hit on, on one other question. Um, you know, I, I didn't get the chance to get down there for the Big Ten tournament this year, but the universal gripe about the Wednesday games is that the environment's dead, Nobody's excited about it. Um, you, you know, you usually have, you know, two to four really bad teams playing. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Wednesday games? You know, should they just, the Big Ten not allow two teams to come? Should they, uh, you know, force some of the double buy teams to have to play on an extra game? Or uh, do you think it's fine the way it, it is? Or, or do you think that change is needed? Well, from my standpoint, I, 
you know, I, I couldn't complain. I got to see, you know, a lot of free basketball and, and eat a lot of great food. So um, I think you might be asking the wrong guy because I know basketball and food are the things <laughs> that I really like. So <laughs> for my eyes, hey, I, I probably wouldn't mind an extra day. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think for TV purposes, that's really what it is. The, the environment there, not it is kind of it is kind of weird sitting in, you know, an NBA arena that doesn't have a whole lot of people in it. But, I mean, if you've gone to Detroit Pistons games, you know, within the past few years, you're used to that. So, I mean, it's uh, I, I'm not opposed to it. I think, you know, for TV, it is necessary. If you're there, have fun. Uh, there were a lot of passionate fans there, even, even those uh, early Wednesday games. You know, a lot of people um, and Thursday, you know, because it didn't really heat up and, until uh, Friday and Saturday. But those earlier games, there were a lot of passionate fans there. Their uh, downtown atmosphere of Indianapolis was electric. That is a true, true basketball city. And, uh, you know, I, I don't really have any major complaints. All right. Well, let, let's jump into some of the excitement here, or at least the, the more relevant excitement, we should say. Um you know, Michigan, they, they narrowly scraped by Northwestern. Uh, it looked like they were going to go down. Their NCAA tournament hopes are, are up in flames. They, they get through. They go in. They face the Big Ten champions. And uh, Cam Chapman hits a big shot. They come out with the win. Um, uh, you know, they, they do run out of steam on, on Saturday against Purdue, as, as we've talked about. But um, what, what did that win mean for Michigan? Uh, is this a team that – should just feel happy about getting into the playing games or, or should they be expecting more here? Well, I, I think that there is reason to expect a little bit more and, and yeah, they, the Wolverines should feel happy about getting in, but I don't, I don't necessarily subscribe to the idea that they should feel lucky or that they don't belong because let's, you know, let's really talk about this. Um, you know, we've mentioned the core four of the Wolverines, um, during past interviews and, you know, name name one of those guys that was healthy for the entire year. That causes a, a major problem. Two of them didn't play for the majority of the year. One retired early and, and Spike Albrecht and, you know, Zach Irvin still coming off the back surgery. It's just not, and it's not making excuses for Michigan. It's paying attention to the reality of the situation. And I think that John Beeline uh, did a hell of a job this year coaching. Uh, it had to have been, you know, uh, trying. I know that I've asked him a couple times, you know, about how trying of a season this is, and and some players said it was their most trying. Uh, some said that it wasn't. You know, I guess it depends on how how they view it. Michigan played well enough, I think, to to expect. I mean, to beat Tulsa. Who knows what happens? I think you know maybe you get uh, there's there's a possibility for a matchup with Notre Dame. And uh, I was actually watching uh, ESPN a little bit earlier, and they showed a graphic, and that was a game that had a high probability of an upset. So I, I think if you look at this Michigan team, we've seen it compete at the highest levels. I mean, the, the, the home win over Purdue during the regular season, beating Indiana, I don't think – if you're the Michigan Wolverine, there was nothing more, I think, of a bigger goal than advance, get a win, um, you know, against Northwestern, and at least beat Indiana. Anything extra would be a huge bonus. But you beat Indiana, you got to feel really good, and I, and I think that the Wolverines uh, did a fine job of that. And that, and you know, this isn't a team, Thomas, that's going to go uh, to an Elite Eight. Maybe, maybe a Sweet Sixteen, maybe. And and I think that's a that's a, a fair ceiling. And and again, though, we're we're talking about a team that had 
what was it, a, a 10 or 11 double-digit losses this year. So mm-hmm. I think Michigan, I think Michigan's in a fair position. I think it is unfair to suggest that the Wolverines don't belong there because, you know, tell, show me another team that could go through similar things and, and not completely fall apart. And, uh, you know, then, then maybe I'll listen. But I think that, I think Michigan, good shape, win a couple games here. You know, at least beat Tulsa. You know, a win over Notre Dame, that would be a really good, you know, something to feel good about. Um, again, they're not going to shock the world or anything this season. But um, high-end, Sweet 16, I don't think that's completely crazy to think of. It's all about, the, it's all about which team comes out, as you know. It's going to be the team. Uh, playing in the national tournament that we that we saw against Indiana, or is this going to be a team that gets worn down? And uh, well, you know that's that's why they play the game. We'll find out. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And you know, I, I don't want to get too off track here on on Michigan's at large. You know, hopes whether they're deserving or not. Um, just because I I will rant for for way too long, but um. <laughs> I, I absolutely think they were deserving. I, I think it's ridiculous that anyone doesn't think they're reserving. Um, frankly, I, I'm not even sure they should have been in a playing game. I thought they should have been seated higher, but, but that's a, a debate for a different time. Um, so let's get back into uh, a couple of, you know, two of the other teams you talked on briefly. Um, the two teams that met up in the final uh, in the championship game, that's Purdue and that's Michigan State. Uh, these were actually my predicted teams uh, before the tournament. Uh, so to pat myself on the back a little bit here, but um, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Um, but uh, I, you know, Purdue just, just playing so well, I, I think you can argue they, they certainly got an easier route than it looked like on paper, you know, with Iowa going down with Indiana going down, but uh, they, they rolled through Illinois, they rolled through Michigan um, and, and they've been playing well for the last, last couple of weeks uh what what were your reactions to purdue um anything stick out to you i guess uh during this tournament on the boilermakers i really like vince edwards you know um gotten a chance to see him play a few times you know alive uh, and obviously uh, you know kind of several times on tv I, I just i just like the way that he plays the game i think he's a really smart player he had three turnovers this whole tournament and uh he, he didn't have any turnovers against michigan state and that was a game where, it, you know, as you remember, late turnovers, you know, it was really one of those, like, slug, kind of slugfests in the end. And a little bit of sloppy play. There were some, you know, big rebounds, big three-pointers. Vince Edwards was one of the guys who was very calm, cool, and collected during that whole whole period. And, uh, you know, he didn't get rattled. So uh, I really I really enjoyed watching him play. I, A.J. Hammonds and Isaac Cobbs, I mean, a few um, – it's it's kind of weird because at Michigan State, I um, you know, I'm not courtside, and at Michigan, obviously, there's not courtside uh, media seats. When you're down four level, and you see Isaac Haas with very little effort push Gavin Schilling, um, you know, several feet, you get a really good idea of, of just how powerful these guys are. It's uh, it's much different at from that perspective than it would be on TV or or you know, sitting from anywhere else. Purdue is just incredibly strong up front. And I think, you know, that there may be – well, not maybe. There is a good chance that we could see Michigan State and Purdue um, in the Elite Eight battle and that, you know, in, in Chicago. Imagine the draw for that. That would be, that'd be a huge game. I, I don't know if I, if I see Michigan State being Purdue again uh, just because. I mean, we saw, we saw how that game went. Even though Michigan State out-rebounded 
uh, the Boilers. I, I really feel like there were there were a couple stretches during that game where Purdue absolutely outplayed Michigan State. But with that said, I do I do like Michigan State. I think Michigan State's Final Four team. I've been saying it all along. I think it's the national championship team. Um, there there's a lot to like on both sides, Michigan State and Purdue, and, and like I said earlier, Maryland. Um, as well, and, and you go pay attention to Wisconsin, but I mean, the Spartans and Boilers uh, and Hoosiers, I mean, the, it's a strong field for the Big Ten, but really, Purdue, Michigan State, really two teams to pay attention, and if we get that Elite Eight matchup, I mean, that Big Ten followers dream, and it's a, it's a really good college basketball game in March. It's just unmuted. Hello? Even though, um, oh no, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's really disappointing to uh, uh, to look into, but um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> uh, shoot, I think I just had half of this muted, crap. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, um, yeah, that uh, I guess overall that's kind of how I view the Big Ten here. Um I, I think they, they did get onto seated a little bit, but um we'll we'll kind of see how it how it wraps out here. But uh I think we're gonna we're gonna call it a, a day here <laughs> otherwise. <laughs>